Somebody give the Lord some praise. Come on. How many thank the Lord for what he did for you and me way back on Calvary? Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Sorry, I mean A. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Come on and give the Lord some praise again. Amen. God is so worthy. We're going to... Um, do just a little bit of this song and then we're going into the word. Amen. Amen. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Y'all help me sing it. Way back on Calvary, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. How many believe that this morning? Say it again, the blood that Jesus shed. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Oh, way, way, way back. Way back on Gives me strength. Oh, yes, it does. From day to day, it will never lose its power. Oh, it reaches, it reaches the high. It flows to the lowest valley. Oh, yeah. Oh, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. Day to day. It will never 
never lose. Oh, it won't lose its power. Oh, help me say it again. It reaches. Oh, it reaches from the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley flows to the lowest valley oh yes oh yes the blood that gives me strength from day to day day to day it will never never lose its power let's say it one more time y'all oh it reaches it reaches from the high yes mountain yes it does and it flows it flows to the low lowest valley oh yes oh I know the blood that gives me strength from day to day day to day it will never say it again it will never the blood of Jesus will never it will never say it again it will never Never lose its power. Come on, somebody, and give God some thanks for the blood of Jesus. Come on and praise Him for the blood. Come on and praise Him for the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. <laughs> I know it was the blood. Am I in a Baptist church this morning? One day when I was lost, he died. I know it was the blood for me. Oh, say it again. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. Oh, one day when I he died here. I know, I know it was the blood. Oh, they crucified the Lord. They crucified the Lord. 
and they crucified the Lord for me. Yes, and I know it was the blood. Oh, let's say it again. They crucified, crucified the Lord. Yes, they did. They crucified the Lord. They crucified the Lord for me. Oh, one day when I, he died. Yes, he did. I know, I know it was the blood. Oh, when they crucified him, the blood came streaming down. The blood came streaming down. The blood came streaming down, streaming down for me. Oh, one day when I he died on the cross and I know it was the blood for all oh, that said I know it was the blood I ain't gonna tell the whole story in this song <laughs> I got to preach it I know it was the blood for me one day when I was lost, he died on the cross. I know it was the blood for me. Hallelujah. Thank God. For the blood. Thank God. For the blood. There's power. I wish I had some help here. I said there's power in the blood. There is life in the blood. That ought to excite you this morning. It ought to light your fire this morning. Just to know Jesus shed his blood for you and I. If that don't move you, I don't know what will. If that doesn't stir you, I don't know what will.
the shed blood of Jesus. is worth shouting about. And I'll tell you why, because the Bible says if it had not been for the shedding of his blood, there would be no remission for our sins. No matter how good you live, without the shed blood of Jesus, there would be no remission. There would be no atonement for our sins. And a lot of us all would be jumping and shouting and doing backward flips because our sins were many. Oh, somebody ought to help me. And, here, and here's the part I love. The Lord did it for us in spite of. See, that's what makes it just so mind-boggling, isn't it? In spite of. In spite of our unworthiness. The Lord sacrificed his life. For us. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just take just 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 a brief moment to just really worship and praise the Lord and thank Him for His shed blood. And some people may never realize just how important it was until they hear that announcement that said, you made it. You made it into heaven not by your own righteousness, but because of Jesus and his sacrifice for you. Can I remind all of us, nobody going to make it to heaven on your own goodness. And I'm not knocking righteous living. We should live righteous. We should live according to the word of God. But you ain't going to make it on that. Because the Bible says in all of your righteousness. is still as though we are filthy rags. Tell your neighbor, you ain't going to make it on your own merit. No, no, no. You're not going to make it on your own actions and your own doing. See, because when man has sinned against God, it was almost like this. We, we can go back and try to fix things through our own actions, but it couldn't be fixed that way. Going back trying to fix things through our own actions was akin to somebody that knocked over a jug of milk and you're trying to take the same milk and get it back in the jug again it ain't gonna happen it, it ain't gonna happen 
And then even if you could get the milk back in the jug, it's filthy. It ain't worth drinking. Come on, somebody. But thank God that Jesus, the sinless, sacrificial lamb of God, willingly came and gave his life for our atonement. See, one thing, you shouldn't try to live right just to try to please God. Because guess what? God is already satisfied with what his son done done. But because of what his son did, you ought to live according to what the word of God says. Saying, God, I appreciate you. For giving us the greatest gift that we could ever receive. And that's the gift of his only begotten son. And for those, I'm getting ready to preach, but for those that confess Christ and put their hope in Christ. Those that believe upon him, all of the sins former sins, all of our sins have been covered under the blood of Jesus. So when God looks at us he no longer sees us as we were but he sees the blood the atoning blood, the saving blood, the delivering blood of his son Jesus. And that's why we should always be mindful and always be ever grateful to God for loving us in spite of us. Because believe it or not, <clears throat> sometime even after we get saved, sometimes we we get to thinking more highly of ourselves than we should. But can I make an announcement that nobody in this room that got it all together yet? But is there anybody thank God for putting up with us? He could have destroyed us. But is there anybody can tell him, Lord, I thank you for putting up with me. I thank you for not destroying me. I, I thank you. For loving me in spite of me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank God for Jesus. I'm getting ready to preach. I want to go to Isaiah 53 and we'll read one verse. And that verse is verse 5. Isaiah 53 and verse 5. 
Isaiah 53 and verse 5. Once you find it, those of you who are able, we ask you to stand as we reverence the reading of the word of God. Isaiah 53, verse 5 reads, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes, we are healed. You may be seated in God's presence. I want to talk from this thought. I want to talk about Jesus paid it all. Jesus. Paid it all. My brothers and my sisters, I want to remind you today. First of all, that Easter, what, what, what some know as Easter, many know as Easter, is not about no bunny or egg. Bunny has nothing to do with this special day. Eggs have nothing to do with this special day. It's all right. It's all right for the children to have some, some excitement. But there is a far greater reason that we celebrate this day we know as Easter or Resurrection Sunday. It's all about Jesus. I don't know where the bunny came from. I don't know where the egg came from. But what a bunny and egg don't even go together. Y'all help me preach if you can. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But, that, but that's something man made. A man made idea, amen, uh, 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 as, as to, watch this, really to shift the focus from Jesus. But tell somebody it's all about the Lord. The truth be told, my brothers and sisters, you can eat an egg, any, boiled egg anytime you get ready. You, you ain't got to wait to eat. Come on, somebody. But I want it to be well understood that this is all about Jesus. 
It's all about Jesus giving his life to pay our sin debt. My brothers and sisters, the record decrees and declares that the wages of sin is death. Anybody remember reading that? The wages of sin is death. In other words, the reward or the pay for sin is death. And I want it to be well understood another way that you can look at that. My brothers and sisters is that sin is expensive. I wish somebody would have heard me a little better than that. I said sin is expensive. Tell your neighbor I can't afford it. I can't afford I can't afford I can't afford to sin because he's watch, watch this. Sin is so expensive until it requires death. The wages of sin is death. Man had become so sinful. Man began to misuse and abuse God. They began to take God for granted. My brothers and sisters, man, if you will, as I use this illustration, man had been given an allowance, a credit card. And he kept spending. Somebody going to better understand this in a minute. And he kept spending. And spending. And spending. And spending, somebody know what I'm talking about because somebody do that with your, have done that with your card, a real card. But, but you know the point in the picture that I'm trying to paint is that, watch this, until he kept spending and spending and spending until he had reached the, the limit. He had reached the limit with God. Somebody said, what do you mean he had reached his limit? I'm not talking about a credit limit now, but I'm talking about that he had reached his limit to where God said, I'm tired. And the reason man had reached his limit with God is because, watch this, man had been sinning against God. Man was sinning and sinning and sinning and kept on sinning. But here was the, here was the routine of man. Man was sinning against God, then getting a sacrificial animal, taking that animal and sacrificing it, using the blood, pouring it out on the altar. But really, man was not repentant in his heart because he kept on going back to the stuff come on somebody 
amen, that God was forgiving him for, that he was being atoned for. There were some folks in church on Sunday at the altar saying, Father, I ask you to forgive me of my sins and, and, and Lord, if you get me out of this mess, I won't do it again. That's what they told the Lord on Sunday. Then Monday and Tuesday passed by, but about the middle of the week. The very thing they told the Lord, if you get me out of this time, God, I won't do it no more. They went back to the same thing that they told the Lord they would not do anymore. And, and it had become a cycle. It had become a cycle. Sin had become a cycle in the life of mankind. Mankind was caught up in a cycle of sin. But my brothers and sisters, when man got caught up in this cycle of sin, I want you to understand today that the only thing that can break a cycle is a seed. Somebody, somebody go understand where I'm going with this. It is the seed. Watch this, and I don't want to be too graphic, but, 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 but women have what they call is a cycle, but, but it is the seed of a man that breaks the cycle. And just like it is the seed of a man that breaks the cycle of a woman, man was in a sin cycle. And God said, in order for me to break the cycle of sin that is in man's life, I need to send my only begotten son and plant him as a seed. Plant him as a seed in the earth for the purpose of breaking the cycle. Oh, somebody ought to hear me today. Oh, I, that's why we ought to get excited about Jesus. Because Jesus is the seed that God planted in the earth for the purpose of breaking the cycle of sin in our lives. Is it anybody know you can't break the cycle on your own? Come on here, somebody. How many know it takes Jesus? How many delivered folks in this building know that you've been delivered and you've been delivered from the cycle of sin in your life and you can say, I can't take no credit for it, but it was the Lord that broke the cycle of sin in my life. Jesus was God's seed. Planted into the earth for the purpose of breaking the cycle of sin, for the purpose of redeeming us from a life of sin. You ought to thank God for the seed of his only begotten son. Come on, somebody. That's why, that's why, amen, we shouldn't take this thing for granted. We should not take it lightly because, believe it or not, man was in a mess that he could not get himself out of. But it took God through his only begotten son to get us out of the cycle of sin that we were in. 
and my brothers and my sisters God sent his son the Bible said John 3:16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life John 3:17 says for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved and my brothers and my sisters we need to rejoice and we need to be praising and thanking God that he loved us enough to give us his only begotten son to Pay our sin debt. All because he loved us. Our sin debt had gotten real high. Had gotten so high until it repented God that he even made man. But God sent his son. To redeem us. And for that we ought to. Be thankful. And I want you to understand my brothers and sisters Jesus. What he went through for us. It was a horrible ordeal. See a lot of us we really don't. We really don't. We, we really don't give it justice. In explaining just. How horrible of an ordeal that Jesus went through for us. My brothers and my sisters, I want you to understand that even though the wages of sin is death, according to the word, God gave us a gift. He said, but the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Isaiah, he says about Jesus, he said in verse 4, surely he had borne our griefs and he carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of God and afflicted. My brothers and sisters, he said, but he was wounded for our transgression. Bruised for our iniquities. I, I want to point something out to you today, my brothers and sisters, when we talk about the Lord being wounded we must understand that every pain he felt it every pain amen he felt it in his body everything that they did to Jesus they did it to him not because he was guilty, but they did it to him for us. See, that's why, that's why we ought to ever praise his name. That's why we should not, amen, take our relationship with God lightly. 
because everything that Jesus went through, he went through it for us. Everything he endured, he endured it for us. Every time, amen, he was afflicted, my brothers and sisters, he was afflicted not because of anything he had done wrong, but he was afflicted for us. For us. I want you to understand everything Jesus went through. He went through it for us. When, 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 when they, uh, uh, when Judas betrayed the Lord, he was betrayed for us. When Peter denied the Lord, Peter denied him for us. Somebody said, how can you say that, Pastor? Because watch this. Everything that he went through, because Judas betrayed him, because Peter denied him, it led to his arrest. It led to him being crucified, my brothers and my sisters. And he did it all for us. Low down us. Hateful us. Jealous us, envious us, promiscuous us, come on, hateful us, ungodly us, ditch digging us, whoremongering us, committing adultery us, fornicating us. Do I need to continue on? Drinking Hennessy, us. Smoking weed, us. Let me go back before Hennessy existed. Making moonshine, us. If you wasn't making it, drinking moonshine, us. I thought that would wake you up. Sinful us. Everything the Lord went through. He did it all for us. Don't you remember it wasn't easy? How do I know it was not easy? Because watch this. When Jesus it was approaching the time for him to be crucified or delivered into the hand of sinful men. He prayed to the father. And one of his prayers was this. He said, Father, if it be thy will. He said, if it be thy will. If it's any other way that the mission can be accomplished. He said, let this cup. I wish I had some Bible readers in here. He said, let this cup pass from me. Do you know why the Lord wanted the, the cup to pass from him? Because number one, he was praying from the human side. He was praying out of the will of the flesh. But then the God side kicked in and he said, nevertheless, not as I will, but thy will be done. Is it anybody thank God Jesus did not give up in the garden? 
Is it anybody thank God that Jesus kept on going even when the flesh didn't want to go anymore? Is it anybody glad that he said, Father, even though my flesh don't want to go through this, my spirit is willing to go all the way. The reason he said let this cut pass from me because you got to remember everything you can think of. Every type of sin you can think of, it was in the cup. Lying was in the cup. Whoremongering was in the cup. Ditch digging was in the cup. Adultery was in the cup. Fornication was in the cup. Homosexuality was in the cup. You name it, it was in the cup. And it was a bitter cup. Hatred was in the cup. All of that. Every sin imaginable was in the cup. He said, I don't want to drink of this cup. My flesh doesn't want to go through it. But Father, let your will be done. I'm glad that Jesus came to that place where he said, Daddy, your will is far more important than mine. Your will is far more, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just greater than mine. And he said, Father, he said, let your will be done. And I want you to understand, brothers and sisters, that Jesus went through a whole lot of suffering for us. Somebody may said, I've heard some folks say, well, he, well, he, didn't, really, he, didn't, really, he didn't really feel every pain because he was 100% man, but yet he was 100% God at the same time. So because he was God, 100% God, he didn't feel all of that. But yes, he did. He felt, he felt every pain. And can I remind you, the story is too long for me to cover it all today. But I want you to understand that they did Jesus. They treated him in a horrible way. I want you to know that they, that they plucked his beard. We see those uh, depictions of Jesus on, 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 on uh, pictures and all of that. And we see him with this beard full beard and, and we see him even in different colors whether he's black or white or whatever color they have him portrayed watch this they have his beard and all of that in place and, and, and to be honest with you a lot of the pictures that I've seen of, 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 of the depictions of Christ on the cross they don't do any gesture of how he really looked Somebody ought to hear me today. It don't do him any justice on how he really looked. Because watch this. His beard had been plucked out. Can't you imagine all of this just raw? As a matter of fact, if they really depicted the real way that he looked, you wouldn't even recognize. They beat Jesus unmercifully. His head was swole. Blood streaming from his body. 
mercifully uh, before they even took him to Calvary. They whipped the Lord for you and for me. He took a beating that we should have taken. But he said, Father, I'm willing to go through it all for the sake of the people. They took Jesus. Notice what Isaiah said. He was wounded for our transgressions and bruise. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we'll heal. I'm going to get to that in a moment. But I want to focus on the fact that he was wounded and bruised. He was wounded and he was bruised. Some of the areas were bruised. But other areas were wounded. Now watch this. Watch this. I pointed this out Friday night and I want to do it today. That, 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 that watch this. He was wounded and he was bruised. Now I want you to understand that everywhere that Jesus was wounded and bruised, he was wounded and bruised in those areas for a purpose. See, we just shout about, yeah, he was wounded and he was bruised. But, but, but we got to look at, take time and look at some of the places where he was wounded and where he was bruised. Ah, y'all, y'all going to follow me? Amen. If you want to follow me, you can go to Matthew 27. Uh, watch this. It says in, in, in that verse 20, 27 that, that the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him a whole band of soldiers and they stripped him and they put on him a scarlet robe. But if you look in verse 26 of Matthew 27, it says when they had released Barabbas to the people and they scourged Jesus they scourged Jesus y'all know what that means to scourge him meaning that they whipped him they whipped him and, and when they whipped him my brothers and sisters they didn't just whip him in an ordinary fashion but they whipped him and they had what they what is known as cat of nine tails and every time that they would whip him and lash him, it was nails on the end. And every time they would pull it back, it would rip into his flesh. Whipped him and, and every time they would rip it, pull it back and his flesh would tear. Anybody in here ever cut yourself? Accidentally. Did it hurt? Well, they were doing this to Jesus intentionally. Now watch this. When they scourged Jesus, when they whipped him, that's what scourge means. They whipped him unmercifully. And when they whipped him as they whipped him, watch this. I'm going to point out to you that there were some areas of Jesus' body that was whipped for a reason. 
Number one, we know that they, when they scourged him, that they mainly hit him on his back, but they were hitting him all over his body. But let's just focus on the back. And God spoke to me and he said everywhere that Jesus was wounded, everywhere he was bruised, it was because of what man had done. Isn't that what Isaiah said? Let's go back to Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5. He said, but he was wounded for, for what? For our transgression and he was bruised for what? For our iniquities. So that lets me know everywhere they whipped Jesus. Everything they did to him. Everywhere they wounded him. Everywhere they bruised him. It was for us. It was because of what we had done. Are y'all praying with me out there? And, and, and the Lord pointed out to me. One of the first places they wounded and bruised Jesus. Was on his back. And I said, well, God, what, 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 why did they whip him on his back? Because God said unto me, he said, because man had turned his back on God. And because man had turned his back on God, it was necessary that Jesus be whipped on his back because man had turned his back on God. Man had turned his back on God for the pleasures of the world, for the sinful pleasures of this life. Man had turned his back on God for money, for women, for men, for fame and fortune, for popularity. Man had turned his back on God because man was more concerned about his own will rather than the will of God for his life. Man had turned his back on God in not keeping the commandments of God so Jesus was whipped on his back because of what we had done are y'all with me give me just a few more minutes and I'll be out of the way then the Lord pointed out to me after Jesus was whipped, looking, 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 27 chapter Matthew, around verse 29, it says, And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head. So Jesus was wounded in his head. Jesus was wounded in his head. He was wounded on his head because of what we had done. When they plaited that crown of thorns, you have to understand that they were mocking Jesus. They, they, they made a crown out of uh, thorns that were plaited together. And, 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 and they were mocking Jesus because they really didn't receive or accept him as the son of God or as a king or as the king above all kings. They, 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 they plaited the crown of the... They, they planted the thorns into a crown and they placed it on Jesus' head. You have to understand, they didn't just lay the crown of thorns on his head, but they pressed the crown of thorns into his head. Are y'all with me? Now, I'm, 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 I'm trying to show you that Jesus suffered even when they put the crown of thorns on his head and, and, and they pressed. And I can imagine as low down as those folks were, they made sure that the thorns were sticking out like this downward so that when they put it on his head, that they pressed into his head. And I said, God, why did they, why did Jesus have to be wounded or bruised on his head? And God told me because man was messed up in the head. 
messed up in the head man was messed up in the head and the truth be told all of us before we got saved you know you was messed up in the head and what does it mean to be messed up in the head we were messed up in our thinking because see what is it that caused a person uh, to, to act a certain way it's the way they think come on somebody and the way man was thinking his thinking was messed up which caused him to be messed up in his head and if you're messed up in the head you can't help but be messed up in your actions if you messed up in the head it will show it will show Man was sinful in his thoughts. His thoughts messed him up. As a matter of fact, that's what happened to Lucifer. When Lucifer got kicked out of heaven, what caused him to get kicked out is the way he thought. It's the way that he thought. He, 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 he thought that he was better than God. He, he, he thought more highly of himself than he should have thought. He thought that, hey, I should be God. And not only did Lucifer think that way, but a third of the angels felt the same way about it. Come on, somebody. And Lucifer led a rebellion against God in heaven. And a third of the angels followed his lead. So he was messed up in the head and he messed them up in the head. And let, watch it, led a rebellion against God in heaven. But when he led the rebellion, I can imagine somebody, uh, God got ready to call a meeting into heaven and Lucifer uh, had one of his flunky angels to jump up and say, listen, before the meeting gets started, uh, I move, I motion that Lucifer become God and that God no longer be God. And somebody, other little angel jumped up, second to motion. Lucifer about to carry it through, talking about it's been motioned and properly seconded that God no longer be God and that I become God because I'm better than God and God stopped it all and said I'm not having that mess up here and God called for security he called Michael the archangel and Michael came and kicked all of them out of heaven kicked them all out but what caused him to do that is that he was messed up in the head and when he was messed up in the head and when he was kicked out of heaven, you know the story. He comes in the form of a serpent and he messes Eve up in the head. And then now you got a world full of folk messed up in the head. And the Lord said, I got to be bruised in my head. Because of man's evil thoughts. My brothers and my sisters, as I close this message today, I want, you to, I want it to be well understood. There are some other places that they wounded Jesus. I'm, I'm not going to be able to get to them all. But one last place that I want to make mention of where they wounded him, you know what they did? They nailed his hand. And they nailed his feet. I'm 
not going to focus as much on the hands as I will the feet. He had to be nailed in his feet because man's walk had become so evil. Man was no longer walking with God. Amen. Man had become so evil in his walk that it was necessary that Jesus be wounded in his feet for the evil walk of mankind. I'm through now. But let me go back to what Isaiah said. He was wounded. He was wounded in some other places that I won't mention today. But just know that he was wounded. For our transgression. He was bruised. For our iniquity. And the Bible said the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Yeah, my brothers and my sisters, no longer what Isaiah is trying to say is that no longer uh, was man at peace with God. Amen. Because how many know that God and man were on bad terms? <laughs> but I thank God that Jesus came uh, to be the mediator between God and man. Yes. And I thank God today uh, that um, Jesus uh, was chastised for our peace. What that means is that uh, he was chastised to make peace with God on our behalf. Oh, can I get a witness here? And I thank God that Jesus, he went through being crucified for you and for me. Oh, how he loves you and me. He gave his life. What more? Can he give? Oh, how he loves you and me. Have I got a witness? I want to tell you on my way to my seat is that Jesus, he proved his love for you and me. When he hung, bled, and died on Calvary, have I got a witness somebody say yeah say yeah say yeah you know the story as they took Jesus and they hit him on his head and after they mocked him they led him up a hill 
called Golgotha. Have I got a witness? They led him to the place of the skull. Have I got a witness? When they got up there, they crucified him. Have I got a witness? They nailed him in his hand and they nailed him in his feet. They dropped him alone and they hung him high. Have I got a witness? He hung down between two thieves. Oh yes, he hung down until the sun refused to shine. He hung down until the moon began to cry. Tears of blood. He hung down until the world began to shake and rock like a drunk man. He hung down. Yes, he did. Until dead men got about the grave. Have I got a witness? He hung down. He hung down. He hung down. And the people were passing by shaking their head saying this man he trusted in God and if God will deliver him now we'll believe that he is indeed the son of God have I got a witness somebody say it say yes the bible said that the thieves were hanging beside him one on the right the other one on the left oh yes he hung down from the sixth to the ninth hour he hung there yes he did for your sins and my sin he hung there until he died after he died they thought it was all over somebody say yeah but that's not how the story after he died they laid his body in a borrowed grave and if you borrow anything from anybody you ought to give it back have I got a witness they laid him in Joseph's new tomb he stayed there all night Friday he stayed there all day Saturday he stayed there Saturday night but early somebody said early 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 Sunday morning he got up anybody know he did he got up do you believe it say yes say yeah. yes he got up shake somebody's hand and tell him he's not dead he's not dead he's not dead tell somebody he used to be he used to be he used to be but he didn't stay dead very long early, 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 Sunday morning he got up
alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. I know he is. He's alive. He walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me that I'm his own. He's alive. Yes, he is. He got him. Oh, yes. He got him. The grave couldn't hold him down. I said the grave could not hold Jesus down. The grave had a whole lot of folks that it held for a long time. But there was one that the grave finally met its match. Somebody say yeah. The grave thought for sure he could hold Jesus. The grave told death, I'll hold him. I promise you, I'll hold him. Because nobody has ever gotten away from me yet. The grave said, if you don't believe me, death, if you don't believe I'll hold him, let me give you a rundown of my resume. I got Abraham. I got Isaac. I got Jacob. I got all the other prophets. Nobody has gotten away from me yet. But how many know when he came to Jesus, the grave, he failed to realize that Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He forgot Jesus said, if you destroy my temple in three days, I'll raise it again. Somebody say it. I can see when the resurrection morning came. I can see Friday night death went by the grave and the grave said I still got him. Saturday morning the death checked back. The grave said I still got him. Saturday night he checked back again. The grave said I still got him. Have I got a witness? Somebody say yeah. But early I said early, early Sunday morning. Somebody shout hallelujah. I can see that was a rumbling. That was a shaking. That was a rumbling. That was a shaking in the graveyard. Somebody say yeah. That was a rumbling. That was a shaking in the graveyard. That was a rumbling. That was a shaking in the graveyard. I can see when Jesus got ready to get up. I can see the grave wrap one leg around him trying to hold him down. He wrapped the other leg around Jesus trying to hold him down. He wrapped one arm around Jesus trying to hold him. Wrapped the other arm around Jesus trying to hold him. But Jesus was like he man and said let me go. And he got up 
Daddy said, Grave, where is your victory? Dead, where is your sting? I got all power. I got all power. I got all power. Anybody know the Lord got it? He's got the power. He got up. And I can imagine after Jesus got up. He went to justice and mercy. Showed justice and mercy the nail prints in his hand. Showed him the wound in his side. Showed him justice and mercy where he was nailed in his feet. I can imagine he says justice and mercy. I want you to know that their sin debt has been paid in full. Their sin debt has been paid in full. And their debt has been settled. Thank God for Jesus paying our sin debt. We owed a debt that we could not pay. And Jesus paid a debt that he did not owe. That's why we should be ever grateful to him. Because it is through Jesus that we have atonement. We have atonement with God through the blood of Jesus Christ. He paid it all. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise because Jesus looked beyond my faults. All those, all of those shortcomings. And yet he came. And laid down his life for us. There may be someone today who's not saved. If you are not saved today, I want you to know Jesus came for that purpose. That we might be saved. He gave his life. For that reason that we might be saved. That we might have eternal life through him. 
If you're not saved today and you desire to receive Jesus, will you come? It's serious business. This is your soul that we're talking about. Jesus said, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. Oh, the blood. There may be another one desiring to come. The Lord is waiting on you. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood. If that be another one, it will never lose his power. If that be one today, another one. If that be another one, will you come? The Lord is waiting on you. The Lord is waiting on you. He said, whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever will, let him come. The Lord is knocking at the door of your heart right now. You ought to come. If there be one, will you come? While they're getting this information, you still have time to come. You still have time to come. The Lord is waiting on you. You may be seated. Sister Walker, who do we have that is coming for what reason? Pastor, we have Brother Jay Bradley, and he's moved back to Pensacola, and he's like to recommit his life to Christ. He's a member of Greater Union already. Okay, okay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jay, would you stand up for me? Okay. I'm just going to take you through a, a, a prayer, and if anybody at your seat want to pray the prayer to, you can. Uh, lift your hands before the Lord. Uh, and just repeat after me as we pray this prayer of commitment. Dear Lord Jesus, today I've come to recommit and rededicate my life to you. I ask you to come into my life. Be my Savior, my Lord. I receive you on today as my Savior and as the Lord of my life. I ask you to come in and take complete control. Have your way in my life. Help me to live each day for you. Order my steps in your word, Lord, 
and give me a, an obedient heart to walk in the steps that you order for my life. I'm going to pray with you. Father, we thank you. We thank you for Jay coming to recommit and rededicate his life to you today. And there may be someone at their seat who chose not to come up front, but they may have prayed the prayer and they want to recommit and rededicate as well. And God, I pray now that you would hear his prayer. I thank you that you've heard his prayer. We thank you, Lord, for being our savior. We thank you for dying on the cross in our place. We thank you for dying and getting up again that we may have eternal life through you. And Lord, we pray now that every day you would empower him by your spirit. And others, God, all of us, empower us by your spirit to live for you. To resist temptations that beset before us. Help us, Lord God, to be all that you've called and chosen and ordained for all of us to be. I ask that you keep him hid behind the cross. Keep him covered under the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Oh, the blood. Jesus. Amen. Have you been blessed today through the word and worship? Amen. Again, we thank God for all of you, name by name, one by one, all of our guests that came to worship with us today. We're so glad that you came. So glad to uh, have one of our former members that was with us. Uh, I'd see uh, maybe more here, but I see one here today, and, and her daughter, Sister Nash, is with us today. God bless you all. So good to see you all again. Amen. And to all of you, our guests and our father's children, we thank God for all of you, name by name, one by one. We're going to get ready to let you go. Thank you for being here. Let us remember to keep all of the sick and shut-in uh, members and others who are not members of this church. They need our prayers. Let us keep them in our thoughts and in our prayers. Pray for them each day. Let us pray for one another every day. Because things may be good right now, but you never know what you may uh, encounter on life's journey. You just never know. So let's keep each other lifted up in prayer as well. Thank God for our children, our young people, our drama department. They did an outstanding job on their speeches this morning and their presentations. Thank God for all of, all of them. Amen. Thank God for all of you, name by name, one by one. If there are any other reminders? <clears throat> any other reminders? Okay, mass choir rehearsal tomorrow at 6 at 7:30. Mass choir rehearsal tomorrow at 7:30, okay? All right. Yes. Okay, and the mail course Tuesday night at 7. Okay, so please bear those announcements in mind. Debit 2, everybody in debit 2. Um I don't know um what area that is that, that they live uh, so that they'll know whether or not they're in debit two. But Deacon Ross is your deacon and he wants to meet with you if you live in debit two. Um, I don't know the geographical location. Do you want to give that to him real quick, Deacon uh, Ross? If you can, come up to the mic. Here. 
So they'll know whether or not they live in debit too. Standing where we are now, you would go to uh, textile. It would be start at textile and go north to Brent Lane. If you go west, you leave Palafox.